Hi everyone, it's Andrew. Before the episode starts, I just wanted to mention, when I record, I talk with my hands. It's an issue I have, I'm working on it, and you will notice throughout this episode, you'll hear a booming noise. And yes, that is me accidentally hitting the mic with my hand. I tried to edit it out as much as possible. Unfortunately, it's a little rough, but I think I did a pretty good job. So I apologize in advance and enjoy the episode. Welcome gamers. This is archeological paranormal investigator, bad boy, Andrew Gonzalez. Here with me, as always, is my co-host, Josh Edgington. It's a great Christian Slater impression you're doing. William's doing a good job. Yep, smoking the cigarette and everything. Now it's tough being a paranormal investigator. A handsome handsome bad boy. During our special Halloween. so people know that you find yourself hilarious <laughs> uh yeah it was a uh, very jarring i was like he's done stupid spooky like crypt keep crypt keeper voices and now he's like trying to be like the crooner <laughs> well this is like this hey i'm uh, christian slater this and, movie uh, really you know this is what i'm gonna talk like now why didn't you do a Tara Reid impression? She's the other big name in this movie. <laughs> oh, other than Steven Dorff. Where she talks like this the whole time. Hi, I'm Tara Reid. I'm going to say big words like Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the meaning of a lot of the words I am using. I I am going to... G- Where did you get that ruin? That ruin? Show me the artifact so that I can scan it with this 1999 computer. <laughs> but yeah, we, I do have a note that just says I don't buy Tara, Tara Reed as this character for one bit, and that's and, like in oh the yeah, <laughs> and I'm I want to get fully into it. Yeah, well, we we before we get into it, we definitely want to bring up that uh, today, as of recording this podcast, we heard that last night Chadwick Boseman, our uh, King T'Challa of Wakanda, Wakanda, Wakanda forever, Wakanda forever, passed away last night at the age of forty three after a four year battle with colon cancer. Now, it's incredibly sad. I know they were, I believe they're already working on Black Panther 2, which uh, personally, I hope they don't try to replace him. And I hope they just try to do something different, you know, just to keep his legacy. But if you think about it, so he, he's been battling this for four years. He, he started in Civil War in 2016, which means filming all of the Marvel movies, plus the other movies he did. Was it like 24 Bridges and that recent like Vietnam one that he just did? He did that while he was fighting colon cancer the whole time. Like, unbelievable. Yeah, man. And nobody, a lot of people didn't know about it. He was like no. very private about it. And yeah, it's it's a shock to us all as nerds who love the, Mar- the MCU, you know. 
It's it's going to be sad because I don't think they started filming it yet, but they're definitely going to try to replace him. I get it because they need the character, but it's just like, who's going to fill those shoes? Shuri. You th- well, you think character-wise they're going to... I think move. Shuri would pick up the mantle of Black Panther. I'm pretty sure that is there was something she's done the, in the co- comic before. Yeah, I think there was rumors of... I read an article actually being like, Shuri might be the next Black Panther, which I think they should definitely do because honestly... Great character. I also hate when movies do that. Yeah, it, it would be it, like, okay, so they've done it before. They've done it a few times before in Marvel. Like, they replaced Edward Norton with Mark Ruffalo. They replaced uh, the original War Machine with Don Cheadle. I can't remember that actor's name. Yeah, he he wanted as much as Robert Downey Jr. And it's like, you're not even... Like, like, we can get Don Cheadle for way less money. Yeah, Come on. and now he's, he's pretty <laughs> yeah. big right now. But, I mean, not to, again, get sidetracked by... Take a shot, because we got sidetracked by better movies. That happens once per podcast. But, again, uh, they, it, it was easier to do that then, because it was before we fully formed the MCU. And exactly. had, like, such this universe. Edward Norton seemed like a standalone. They did link it with, like, a little bit of Captain America, like, at the end. And they kept it canon, but that wasn't as jarring as, say, this. Uh, Chadwick Boseman has been in several of these movies already. He was in Black Panther, Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame. He's been in four of them. Well, he now is that iconic actor for that character. A movie that was a cultural revolution. You know, a big, huge fucking movie for black people. And, uh, I mean, yeah, we lost our king. Yeah. So, So, rest in power. And uh, Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. And I know a lot of you are going to be like, this happened months ago when you finally yeah. listened to this. But <laughs> I think this podcast is supposed to come out, what, in like uh, November? Or October. October. This is our October yeah. run. So. Yeah, so uh, so this is, you're going to be like, wow, these guys are really far behind. But it's like, no, today is actually um, August 29th. Yeah, you know, the day after. Yeah, August 29th. Right. So, but we just wanted to at least on the, had to the day it. after. It's a big we, deal. We wanted to address it. And, you know, this is going to be a reminder to a lot of you. And, you know, we're just... Very sad to hear this, and we wanted to say something because we appreciate his work. You know, obviously, yeah. Black Panther. So, Wakanda forever. Yeah, so listen to this podcast and then go watch Black Panther. Yeah. Over and over again. All right, so following Let's... the tradition of being sidetracked by better movies, what did it take us, two minutes? We didn't even like get to well, like, talk about the movie we before. Ha- we, we did had, have to. We had to. Before we move into it, yeah. But, um, yeah, Alone in the Dark, Andrew, um, was it as tiring of, of a watch for you as it was for me? Um, I would say at the beginning, it kind of, me, kind of had me like, all right, all right, well, okay. Christian Slater's crooning had you. Well, he? Christian, oh, well, Christian Slater. Like, damn, he's in a duster. Damn. Fuck. Damn. And. Handsome boy. True romance, baby. Oh, true romance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good movie. Um. The, whenever I see a movie that starts with a scroll, I always just go... You're not Star Wars? Well, even now with Star Wars, because, you know, the dead speak! No, it's just, it's just, it's boring. It's, it's, it shows laziness, because it's like, you can't show us this in scenes. You have to have somebody that sounds like the guy that played Raiden in Mortal Kombat Annihilation narrating it. Well, I, I also feel like in this, that it's just, um, it's fucking... They just have no, like, they were like, shit, 
It's going to sound stupid if Christian wow. Slater says we that didn't Alpani explain... tribe <laughs> had control over light and dark we did, we universes. Did... Do you want me to actually I have the scroll up? I can read it. I don't know. <laughs> That's a waste of everyone's time reading the actual <laughs> scroll. You want to hear me do more voices? Or... Nobody Hello? wants to hear more voices. I can read it like this. <laughs> Everyone is really happy that this is like the third of four episodes they have to hear where you're doing Come a bad on. voice. At least I'm just like leaning I can into read it, it and like Romano. condemning you. That's a bad impression. That's <laughs> not a good one. Deb. You don't think this is a good You sound like if the brother was in like a duffel bag. <laughs> I actually sound like a like they couldn't get the real voice of Kermit the Frog, so they just Yeah, it's that's what it is. Guy. <laughs> you really don't want to talk about this movie, do you, Andrew? No. Because alright, so I I could. I know I've said in the previous episodes I've been trying to do more of the research on these games. Unfortunately, the game that this movie was based off of, um, Alone in the Dark, A New Nightmare, was unavailable. So I ended up watching a ton of gameplay. So I have an idea of what that game is like. This is not that movie. That movie is not. They they took some of the characters' names. Just the main character's name. Um, no, they took Tara, Tara, Tara Reed's character. Oh, Tara Reed's in the game? Like, her well, character's name is Tara Reed. <laughs> yeah, Tara Reed. Like, we gotta fucking cast Tara Reed. <laughs> Who, she's pretty much the the game. Okay, so the plot of the the original game, not the original game, A New Nightmare is... Yeah, because I looked up the 1994 game and it was a completely different you're, game. You're a paranormal investigator. So your plane crashes because it gets attacked by a creature. And then you're stranded on an island. Mm. And you get to choose to either be Carnby, or is it what a? I only remember the name Carnby because it's it was such a stupid name. Oh, I have notes. I guess that's what that's there for. Aline. Uh, okay. And she does more of like puzzles and stuff. Where when you're Carnby, you're fighting monsters, which none of the monsters, what from what I saw, look. I don't know. Some of them look kind of like what we see in this. Yeah. But. So what we, I mean, what we see in this is basically uh, like the xenomorphs from Aliens. Yeah. And I, I had that note. I know you had that note. And then looking at the, uh, well, reading some of the history of the original game from 1994, it did say that it was originally heavily influenced by H.P. Lovecraft, and then eventually it was also heavily influenced by H.R. Geiger. So I'm sure the person that was just like, all right, I got to make these fucking monsters for this movie, and he looked it up. He's like, oh, H.R. Geiger. He's like watching Ghostbusters and sees like the dog creatures, yeah. and he's like, "What if I put a xenomorph tail on that thing?" Yeah, that's there's the creature for this movie. Yep. Yeah, and in you, you know, speaking of the person that thought of this, oh, you thought of it? Oh no, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I did. Um, and why this movie must have been exhausting because we we have visited the work of this director. Oh, he's got a stupid name. Yui Bolt. Yui Bolt. Yui Bolt. In America, they say Yui Ball, which is not correct. It's E W E B O L T. Yui Who was this? Who else? Did what else did this guy? He did Blood Rain. So we're gonna be visiting him on there yet? Okay. Postal. Postal. And he also said in the name of the king, and he did all the Blood Rain movies. One, two, three. I think there's a fourth coming out soon. Well, hopefully, but he also did. By the time we get to he did stuff. House of the Dead. Of course, he did House of the Dead. That's why I felt so tired after watching this movie. <laughs> it was just like House of the Dead, where I felt exhausted. 
And honestly, this scene, the way that it was filmed, it looked grainier and not as detailed as House of the Dead, which was 2003. This was 2005. And Josh, when you watched this movie, what did you, like, if you didn't know it was made in 2005, when would you have thought this movie was filmed? I mean, it kind of looked like it was filmed when the original TMNT movie was filmed. <laughs> yeah, it's like grainy, didn't have yeah. any kind of... Like... I mean, it had better special effects, I'll definitely say that. Oh, yeah. Um, it, that's really that's what That's not saying much, though. No, it's not saying much, I'm, it, but... it Yeah. Yeah. Like, Kat, I was watching it, and I was like, Kat, how old do you think this movie is? And I, she was like, I don't care. And I, I said, 2005. She's like, it looks older. Because it does. So, might as well just hop right into it, Josh, and uh, talk about yeah. the beginning of this movie where they, this whole, ugh, this whole fucking orphanage thing is so stupid. It's just because they want you to immediately know that that archaeologist doctor guy is a bad guy. Because he doesn't give a fuck about experimenting on kids, and he says it, and you people are like, that's the bad guy. But it makes no sense, because, alright, so these children are kidnapped or something, uh, Carby hides in a weird electric shed box, yeah. that, that looks like it was from like a... Well, a they, had, they had been experimenting on these kids... Over yeah, time. Yeah. yeah, but we didn't even see him get electrocuted, but apparently got electrocuted in there. Well, you can see in the box right next to his yeah. head, like, bolts of, like, going up, like, shorting off of whatever. Yeah. So you're just like, how oh, is that kid getting shocked or what? But, but this is the thing. All the kids disappear and the nurse is like, oh, well, we're alive. All the kids are missing. Yeah, she doesn't want to lie, but the doctor's like, this is the arrangement. You have to do this. Call the police. Whatever. Yeah. So, but... Some of these orphans end up finding each other and talking to each other later. Like they don't explain that. Like they did mention that at one point. The kids were brought back the night, the, the same night. Oh, okay. Way later in the movie, Carnby remembers that the kids were brought back. That's why all those people, those are the, the kids. The okay, ones that no, well I knew that, you know but I, I mean? thought they were still missing, and I was like, why wasn't anybody like, oh, here are the people that were missing? Like, no, they were abducted, and then she filed the report, and then the next day they were brought back. They threw that in at the end of the movie. So of like, yes, of course they did. Because the they probably didn't even think about that. They were probably like, oh, fuck. We fucked up. Yeah. Um, it, it's very lazy writing. Very lazy writing. Very boring acting. Like, Christian Slater is okay for the most part. He can be like, you oh, know. Oh, he's there for the fucking paycheck. He didn't give a shit. Uh, yeah. well, he must have gotten He must have gotten paid something. The budget was $20 million. They didn't make. They made, what, $12 million? $13 million, Twelve seven. So most of the budget had to have been his paycheck. And Tara Reid, this is like right around the American Pie movies. She probably made a good paycheck too. Yeah. But also, what else is Christian Slater in that's big? All I can think of is... Lost Boys? Like, wasn't he in like all those like... He wasn't in Lost Boys. Well, uh, no, he was... uh, Well, Stephen Dorff was in Blade. He was in other movies. He was in big movies. He was a a star back then. Yeah, well... That's a name. Well, he was going downhill... Then you know that's, what I, you know what he fucking chose to be in Alone in the Dark. He you, needed to, he needed to feed his family. You know what? It, well, you know what his most recent role has been. It's been Scooby Doo and Guess Who in two thousand twenty, the High School Werewolves musical lamunit, lamunit or something. So wow, his career is definitely going up. <laughs> definitely going up. <laughs> He's definitely done a lot of voice work. Yeah, so we get to meet. Christian Slater as Carnby, and he fucking kicks ass, apparently. 
Yeah, he's he's like a another archaeologist archaeologist or something because he also is looking after finding artifacts or some shit or something like that. Basically, it's like a a boring ass like eight minute fight scene where he has this artifact. That's pretty much like a moccasin dipped in sand. He pretty much gets like cab driver killed. Oh, he gets a cab driver killed. <laughs> Who was um ah uh, he was in all I remember is him in Freddy vs Jason, but he he's one of those actors oh, that's that I recognize. That he's guy. one of those actors that's in randomly everything. His, his no name one is Brandon Fletcher. No one in this movie is worth mentioning except Christian Slater, Tara Reed, and Stephen Dorff. Yeah, that's it. Oh boy. Long ass boring fight scene against some dude who's like possessed, can't be killed. The Christian Slater doesn't even seem to question. He's like, "Oh, I shot this guy twice, and he's he shot, still shot him once in the heart, and the guy's still charging him." Well, it, and also Christian Bale's still Christian show- Bale. Huh? Oh, you know what, Christian Bale? What am I doing? Carmi is like showing, even though his thing in the spoiler alert, that thing in his chest is dead. He's doing like these crazy backflips and like super kung fu, and it's like this guy. What? Nah, I would have. I would have thought of it more if he was more of like a. Uh, I guess Indiana Jones was kind of like this. Like he, somebody misses him and punches something and hurts their hand. He gets lucky, and then he, yeah. you know, where he. Well, was, they showed he had like he did like a, a kip up and like a, a kip up into a backflip kick. Yeah, like how do you do that? Land on your back. But this character's not believable, like for no, those not, kind not of moves. It's not believable at all. No, because they they set him up as a he's a paranormal investigator who is also interested in like artifacts related to like his childhood because he knows it's something to do with this tribe was the Aknabi tribe or something, Agnabi or something tribe. like that. Aknabi tribe, and uh, he finds an artifact, and that's why he's being chased by this person who can't be killed. He shot a bunch, and then he gets kicked, and like his, he gets impaled, and that immediately kills. Well, because it severs the thing. It severs else. the thing. Yeah. Which is so weird because when you see these people possessed again, like this guy looked normal. He was able to drive a car. Yeah. And then later, when you see them, they're like zombies. They look like zombies. Yeah. Later on in the movie, they're just fucking zombies. Mindless and like mindless what? zombies. It makes no sense. Yeah. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Surprise. And of course, then they show us Tara Reed trying to play the fucking lovable nerd, which does not work for her. By the way, whole beginning of movie, glasses. Other half of the movie, no glasses and fucking shooting people in the head. Like, headshots. I'm like, wait a minute. She just popped contacts in all of a Where did that archaeologist have time to go to the gun range and learn how to point blank shoot people in the head? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When? And she also does, does that thing sometimes that a lot of actors do. They they tip the glasses on the tip of their nose. It's and like what you do if you have bifocals. And <laughs> she didn't even have them. It's no. like, wait, no, you just you just can't see with those on, apparently. Yeah, it's... um. It's nonsense. Bad casting, honestly. It's just bad casting. She, They just wanted the name. Like Christian Slater, they wanted the name. But, uh, yeah, she has, like, a, she gets some... So the bad guy from the very beginning that we saw, who was experimenting on the kids, is also working there, and she works for him. So she gets a package from him, uh, for him, that is about the Ignabi tribe, and it's, like, an artifact, and then 
Christian Slater has an artifact and they go together and they start piecing together that this is like, why were these pieces of this artifact spread across the world? They're like, there's got to be some reason why. And it's linked to the Aknabi tribe who in that scrolling thing at the beginning are explained as almost like the Mayans where they had access to like a higher advanced technology and they just were wiped off the planet. But they were also feared to have figured out how to utilize both the light and dark world. And the dark world has all these creatures in it. And exactly. The only dark world I ever want to fucking talk about is the like Link to the Past Dark World. I was going to say, no, the, not the Thor movie. Because that no, movie was terrible. <laughs> I've never seen that fucking movie. The movie I don't is... plan on Thor Ragnarok is the only Thor movie so far. <laughs> That's the only one. <laughs> yeah, the the whole... Be- like, I, I reread the whole scroll in the beginning before we recorded, and I was like, this still is stupid. <laughs> like, like, these monsters that they have. So, I guess talking about the monsters, which made no fucking sense to me. So, we get, what's the professor? Hard, hard on? Horgon? Oh, I don't even know the professor's name. I had, I had. I couldn't remember anyone. Uh, boring movies, I don't want. You are so Hodgins, uninterested. Professor Hodgins, whatever. I was so uninterested. The only reason I could remember Carnby because it was. I someone calling Christian Slater Carnby over and over again. I was like, that is so jarring. Well, yeah, well that's the 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 person in the in the game. I know. Yeah, yeah. Hudgens, Doctor Hudgens. Doctor Hudgens is the bad guy. Okay, and Tara Reed plays Tara Reed. Cool. So what makes no sense to me is why does the why do they need to go and get this big chest made out of gold out of the out of because the, it had one of the pieces of the artifact. Well, yeah, I guess it had them there, but then it had one of those beasts in there, and it's protecting like that's that one, thing. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Never mind. This movie makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Well, Josh. So, no, no. What happens is you you need someone to try to make sense of this for you. Yeah, that's how that's how what this movie is. Is your brain can't fully analyze this movie. You need like two people to be like, why why'd they do this? And it's like, oh well, when you blacked out from boredom, I caught this one second flash. 45 minutes later in the movie that they try to like throw in to explain yeah. something that they didn't explain earlier and we obviously we see later that fucking hutchins has one of them just like captured in his fucking lab that... and he's like controlled them at the end of the movie yeah yeah because he like... keeps injecting their blood into him and yeah it makes no sense especially since tara reed's all about going in his shit she didn't see this fucking thing just being like I'm a xenomorph, but I'm not. I'm a xeno. I'm a xeno. Yeah. Might have seen my cousin in the Arab movies. He got me this job. That's what the That's what the xeno said. <laughs> like, Keep going. Yeah. I'm a xeno. Want to mm-hmm. give me an interview? For your podcast? This is what I deal with, ladies and gentlemen. So they were stupid, just like my voice. Stupid. It was a total ripoff of Alien. Instead, they just had these tails with like mouth shit that would shoot like a spike through its tail. And and the thing that made no sense to me is these things never ate people. Like they didn't eat people. They just like ripped, killed them. It was like meaningless killing. So it just makes me think these things obviously don't eat. I guess what is their purpose? They're just going around just killing things. Like when yeah. I see a monster, I usually think they're just feeding on people. Like people are fodder for them. No, they just wanted to kill people. Just wanted to kill some stuff. 
Sorry, Tony, I'm late. Red line was all backed up. Must have had another jumper. Don't worry about it. He's not going anywhere. Where are we looking at? Male. Five, six. Red hair. Multiple bullet wounds in the head and torso. Ran ID and got back a Josh Edgington. Josh Edgington? Why does that sound familiar? We booked him a while back for black market video games. Going by the nickname Schweppes. Oh yeah, right. Always wondered why they called him Schweppes. Well, detective, you must not be familiar with the German ginger ale. Schweppes. Which I believe would be taking play at the victim's red hair. Huh? Who the fuck are you? Huh? Andrew. Andrew Carnby. Row 713, Paranormal Investigator. Paranormal Investigator? It's so hard not to jump in this movie. I actually, watching this movie reminded me of Doom, and I was like, yeah, because so little happens, but they stretch everything. Every small thing or errand that a character has to do, like, we gotta try to get this artifact, we're gonna scan this artifact and, like, read some runes on it. It's like, okay, eight minutes just went by. Which, by the way, the artifacts looked like my niece made them in arts and crafts out of clay and yeah. just, like, glued, like, Jolly Ranchers to them. I made a key. Uncle Andrew's <laughs> like, no, that looks pretty stupid. <laughs> like, wow, this is cool. This well, really let's nice. see if it works. It's let's like see a, if it opens like the portal to hell. Pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, basic, basic concept is this tribe figured out how to access this deal. You're really world. just going to keep I'm, pushing well, the concept. I'm, huh? I'm trying to give some, like, actual... Like story because we're like focusing on nothing. We're not focusing on anything. Because you know why? This movie is nothing. You're right. It is nothing. You're right. Yeah, so pretty much what he's let me break it down easier for you. Some ancient people dealt with some mumbo jumbo that made things better, but there was dark creatures that also came with the mumbo jumbo. So what ended up happening was the darkness won the mumbo jumbo got rid of everybody and they all disappeared and now but they were able to lock it away yeah they were able to lock it away as they vanished yes so it's history repeating themselves with different people and for some reason this fucking doctor dr hudgens wants to fucking release them for some reason do we ever find out what his fucking plot was like what no he didn't he, he wasn't the typical bad guy and actually like well now that i know that i'm going to win let me tell you what my actual plan was no he never got to that point but i just assume it was to have control over those things because he did at the end he did yeah. but they just they hopped right into like oh yeah by the way he's injecting their blood into him and he can control them and he's got a bunch of centipedes in his backpack and he's gonna infect people i guess yeah so that's that's the whole beginning yeah when he mentions centipedes what that is is that what they find when they do an autopsy on that unkillable guy that went after poor christian slater is they find like this lacerated like almost looks like a centipede on his spinal cord so that's what was severed when he was impaled and that's what killed it they also find out that christian slater had one because he was one of the kids that was experimented on when he was a child. <gasps> he was at the orphanage. But the reason that his is inactive 
is because he climbed into the electrical box to evade being taken to be experimented on that yep. night. And the electrical box shocked the thing to death. And everybody, for Oof. some reason, well, before the... Well, it's because they, the, they put the pieces together and that activated part of it. It was like almost like two of the four pieces of the artifact had been put together, so it started activating the creatures oh, and like almost like a homing thing. I thought it was because they opened the chest. I, hope, I thought it was because they opened the chest and then all of a sudden everyone was like... <gasps> Oh, no, no, you're right. See, I... Which <laughs> makes no all... sense because Bureau, Bureau 713 has been fighting these things for the last couple of years. So it's like, okay, so why weren't people triggered then? Uh, I can't explain that, Andrew. Explain it, Josh. Well, the movie doesn't, so I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, all of the orphanage kids that were experimented on, they kind of go... They get activated... And then they go after Christian Bale. Christian Bale, now you got me yeah, there. Yeah, I did too. Christian Slater. <laughs> Dude, were you waiting in this movie for Christian Slater to just, like, at one point, just look at you and say, like, have you ever tasted a rainbow? Well, it's Saber. You will. You know, like The Office. Is that what... Oh, yeah, he was in that. That's right. He was, the, he was right. in the, the, the instructional video for Saber. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. you ever tasted that. a rainbow? Well, that's Saber. <laughs> You will. Yeah, that goes to show you what the hell is Christian Slater doing. He couldn't even be on The Office. He had to be in a video on The Office. Wait, you want me to be myself and do a fake? Can I? Can I just be? He's like, I can't. I can't go there and be on site. He's like, I have to film alone in the dark with Terry. <laughs> it was like, I wonder who was during that time. Well, The Office was. When did that film? It ended in two thousand eleven, right? Doesn't matter. This is an office it, it, Yeah, but it... So, yeah. I think this... Uh, this was in 2005 while that was being shot. Maybe. And that was like season six when Saber gets... Saber uh, buys... So maybe he was in one of those fake caves recording that real quick. <laughs> he's, he's recording a fake cave. He's like, I gotta get back to the xenomorphs. I mean, xenobs. Xenos. Xenos. It's... Uh, this. And his character he plays, it's just like, I don't know, it's weird that he disappeared. He was dating Tara Reid, and she was just like... They explained that. Did you not catch that, too? Oh, they did, but it's just so weird how quickly it's the security guard being like, no, oh, take your mind off, wait for your boyfriend, and then he explains to the delivery guy. and he, the Well, they need the exposition, because they, they film the scene where like she's mad, like, where have you been? And the, like the security guy's like, I probably shouldn't have said that. Like the wacky security guy. Why well, do they need that character? They shoo him away. So after all that shit in the beginning, fucking Carby decides to go his ex girlfriend Aline, who's Tara Reed. Tara Reed. She's the archaeologist working with the uh, what is it? Fucking Dunstan. What the hell's his name? Dunstan checks in. Who's the doctor? <laughs> the doctor. Hudgens, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, who's working with Hudgens. Hudgens checks and, and she, of course, is like, Kirby! And like kisses him and then punches him, which they make the sound effect for a slap instead of a punch, which was really weird. Oh, uh, yeah. And then the security guard is like, I should probably not be witnessing this. To them arguing for probably two minutes, not even, and then going back to seeing... The security guard to the room where he was, and he's sleeping immediately. So, oh, I I noticed that too. I was like, <laughs> shoot away. And two minutes later, he's just automatically passed just out, just asleep. Like he's just like he's good at this. Job. I shouldn't be watching this. <laughs> <laughs> Guess I'll black out. 
<laughs> Which was, then we get our well, I guess the boat we didn't get to see people killed, but then yeah, I saw a bunch of bodies laying in the same position. Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice how many bodies were laying on their back with one leg straight out and one leg like arced at like a like a triangle, like five of them. That's like Some the common. Them, that's the fall. common death animation. Like, all right, you're gonna lay down. You're dead. By the way, and just you know how a dead body would fall. He's like, um, I would fall like this. You see that everywhere. I was re- recently rewatching some of the Scream movies, and a lot of the bodies are always left like, oh, there's that leg again. You were watching the Scream movies. What was that for? Oh, it was for another podcast I'm working on, but we don't need to talk about that. Mm. Working on a horror podcast called Horrible People. Depending on where it is at this point, I will be editing this in or out. <laughs> um, I'll have more details on that when uh, we have our special guests and my other host. But right now we're working on the Scream movies, which has been <sighs> equally as trying as this, because Scream 3 is awful. But anyway. Those are probably way better movies than this one. Well, yeah. It is nice to see, you know, Deputy Dewey. I mean, it's Wes Craven. Wes Craven cares about horror. Like, so. Kind of. He does. Yeah, the Freddy movies were good. Even before that. Last House on the Left, like. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, Wes Craven, you got my vote. Yeah. Wes Craven for president, guys. Wes Craven made Nightmare on Elm Street, and then the studios were like, we need nine sequels. And here, now we gotta make them funny. Now he has to crack jokes when he kills people because then we can market it. We can sell merch. If we can make him a little less scary, we can sell him to kids. I feel like they pushed that more in the third one because Freddy was. Oh, the third one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The The third one. The second one's kind of like the Halloween three of the franchise. It's like you want to forget two. You don't. You you can skip two. You don't need to see two. You can. A lot of very odd homoerotic tones in that movie too. But the second one. Yeah. It's just weird that Very it's dry. barely Freddy in it. It's just him possessing somebody. He does have that cool part where he like cuts out of that dude's body. And he uses him like kind of as a marionette with like his tendons and shit. No, that was the third movie. Was it the third movie? Yeah, and he makes him jump off of... Josh, guess what we The doing. second one was where Josh he goes gets... to that guy's house and he's just like, I think I'm possessed. And then like he cuts out of him and he... Yeah, rips him. Come, yeah. yeah, he comes out of the kid's body. Guess what we're doing, Josh? What? We're talking about better movies again. Yeah, whatever. We'll try to pad out the podcast because there's literally no story left. There's no plot. But we're still going. Come on. I get you. We, 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 got, we got plenty we left. We make the rest of Bureau. I keep saying it wrong. Bureau. Bureau 713. Bureau 713. We get to meet We get to meet Diet Christian Slater. Yeah, the bad guy from Blade 1. Is that? Is yeah. That, oh, yeah, it is. Steven Dorff. Yes. Yeah. See... I didn't know who he was, but he looked familiar. Yeah, like like you said, like uh, the Kmart Christian Slater. It That's was like what they, they already casted him just in case Christian Slater said no. I would bet you any amount of money that he also went for Steve, for Christian Slater's oh, yeah. role. And they're like, no, 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 no. But this role is perfect for you, Steven. Mr. Dorf, sorry. I will actually one-up you on that. I bet you Christian Slater was on the ropes and they're like, well, we need a lead. And they got him. And then Christian Slater was like, "Oh, you're hi- you're hiring the diet version of me? No, I want in now." Yeah. Like they gave him this this part, which I don't know. He I guess they needed an asshole agent guy. 
Yeah, you need to have, like, the asshole guy that you think is a bad guy, but then has the redemption arc. Some character needs to have a redemption arc in a movie like this, and he's that character. Yeah. But, man, that fucking headquarters, it looked like an elementary school, like, auditorium. <laughs> yeah, I love, like, the, the like the main comms lady with the backwards hat, and is like, Crash, give me an update! And it's who, like, who types on it really fast on one keyboard and then turns around goes to another keyboard because she's hacking the mainframe yeah that's classic hacking let me turn my hat backwards i felt like the 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 forwards hat slowed her down okay it slowed her down big time this the swat team looked like fucking uh a mixture like it looked like a roller derby laser tag team that's what they looked like yeah i could see that they also kind of reminded me of the henchmen from space balls yeah i could see that too but i'm gonna go with Roller Derby Laser Tag Team. That sounds actually really fun. Yeah, that sounds a lot of fun. Like full contact laser tag. Like <laughs> on roller skates? That and sounds like you smashing people over rails. That sounds awesome. We should sell that idea to The Rock. He just bought the XFL, so. Oh, really? Yeah, him and his agent. So if you're game. listening to this. Yeah, yeah, Dwayne Johnson. Mr. While you're at the gym, probably, because it's probably, what is it, 3 a.m. where you're filming in Africa yeah. for fucking some crazy Disney movie. But you know you love 8-Bit Movie Review. <laughs> yeah. You're our biggest supporter. Yeah, you're biggest supporter. Mr. Rock. Mr. It's it's Mr. The Rock. Mr. The Rock. <laughs> we gotta move on with this fucking movie. Oh, boy. Alright, so we get Diet's, Diet Coke, Christian Slater. So we meet, He's yeah. He's a hard ass. He runs the SWAT lead, the Bureau 713, like... Basically all of their, like, SWAT guys and shit like that. And I assume Carby was in his role at one point, maybe? No, I think he... Because they just said that he was part of seven one uh, Bureau 713. But every time he uncovered an artifact, they always took it and put it under lock and key. And he could... He was trying to figure out his past and what it had to do with the Angabi tribe. And so he, he couldn't be restricted by that. He had to go rogue. Which, by the way, it seems like for him being part of 7113... Stop saying 7113. (laughs) 713. It seems like he had no clue of anything that they did, but everybody else did. Yeah, it's weird that he said, yeah, I was a part of it several years ago. And they're just like, yeah, we've been fighting these things for years. But really? So how did he not know about these things? How does he not know that they exist or how to fight them? And it did, well... His old partner Fisher <laughs> I kept giving them that. the information they needed. The guy that he like oh the doctor guy that uh, they kept meeting him and giving him the information. Oh that and, guy, yeah, he yeah, was kind guy. of a doctor, I guess. Yeah, was he also the same guy that showed the the thing in the yeah, spine? He was dissecting. Yeah, so he was like the guy that ran the morgue or something. Or... Well, he and he did. He was like an agent of seven. 13. I almost did it again. You did almost do it again. And, you know, they so happened to stumble upon that body that he killed, which ended up being an agent of 713. So many coincidences in this fucking movie. Oh, what a twist. Yeah, there's a big twist coming up later in the movie. What a sad fucking twist. So it's it's crazy because in the game there's a variety, variety of different creatures, monsters, and stuff like that, where we just get kind of two. We get like zomb, like kind of zombies, and yeah, they're, they're kind of zombies. They're infected. We can call them infected. They're infected people. The little centipede things are put into people, and somehow you can control them, similar to the um, 
Xenobs. What the fuck are they called? Xenodogs? Xeno. Yeah, Xenodogs. Let's, let's, let's call them that. Yeah, Xenodogs. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it just wasn't great. It wasn't wasn't even interesting. It was kind of, I laughed when I first saw them. I was like, is this really what we're, we're doing with this? See, I saw them in the trailer, so I wasn't too surprised. But when they had, like, the xenomorph tongues in the sand later on, which I was like, oh, my God, this Oof. is fucking weird. So, well, museum you, gets destroyed by but, them. Speaking about that, do you ever, did you notice the de- CGI debris whenever these things were getting destroyed? It was clearly debris made out of CGI. Absolutely. Like, most of the backgrounds when they're later in the movie where they're in, like, that mine, most of the backdrops and everything oh, yeah. are just a, they just put the characters on, like, a screen and then, like, drew it around them. And it's so yeah. fucking obvious. They use green screen for, like, unnecessary things. There was one point where they even showed an armory, and the armory was, clear, like, the gun rack was clearly like green screen and it was like why you couldn't in your budget just get a couple of fake guns and mount them to a fucking wall no their budget went into getting steven dorf christian slater almost said bale and tyra reed basically we get creatures attacking them they want to recover the artifact they escape there meet up with steven dorf and then more exposition with hey now this other doctor found another part of the artifact and they try to get that too Christian Slater's place is attacked by these fucking demon things after Tara Reed walks in with a key, I guess. She got a key to his place. He just takes his shirt off and sleeps in his jeans. I remember. I thought I remembered a sex scene in this movie when I saw it in the theaters. You saw this in theaters? Yeah. You saw this in the motherfucking movie theater? Yeah. This movie that looks like it was made in 1994? Yeah. I regret it. Did you know it was based off a video game at that point? Yeah. So you're just like, hey, 2005 Josh here. I just saw a video game based on a movie. I mean, a movie based on a video game. It looked like an interesting horror movie in the trailer. That's how I talked. I honestly... (laughs) I wasn't Jewish. What the fuck was that? I'm not Jerry Lewis. (laughs) I don't know what I was going to say, man. Oh, boy. But this movie... (laughs) We, okay. we saw it and you saw this. What did you think when you saw it when you were younger? How the fuck would I remember? I remember it not being that great. That's why I'm not like, this is going to be a good one, Andrew, when I when we talked about watching this well, one. Well, you said you saw it mainly because you, you were like, oh, it's it was like a, a horror, horror movie. movie. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like we let you, the listeners, down because I didn't feel, this felt more like a sci-fi type of movie. Like, I kind of felt like I was yeah, watching it didn't have like horror. Game. It didn't really have, like, horror elements to it, but yeah. it was just gory at parts. I felt like it doesn't belong in our, our Halloween run. Well, can't go back now. We're already recording it. If I can turn back time, don't have this. Share Andrew. I probably have to, like, take that out, right? Or bleep that? You probably would. She'll come after you with that copyright So I'll bleep out. I'll be like, if I can turn, boop, time. (laughs) I don't think that's good enough. If I can, away. (laughs) Or just stop. (laughs) Just stop, and then you don't have to do anything. (laughs) I can. Yeah, you can. You can. possessed by Cher, who's still very much alive. (laughs) (laughs) I was just waiting for you to shut the fuck up. All right. I thought you were thinking about that, like... Wait a minute. She's no. alive? <laughs> Back to it. Christian Slater's house, shirtless. He Woo! wakes up to a Tara Reed. 
checking out his artifact, if you know what I mean. Wink, oh, wink, wow. double wink. She was actually really checking out his artifact. Yeah, actually which was like, sh- like you hear like sparkly noises before she opens it. I'm like this. Whenever they showed an artifact, it was just a wind chime sound. You know what? Actually, now that I think about it. This kind of reminded me of a really long Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. I thought of that, too. Honestly, I thought of that, too. It, it, like an adult version of Are You Afraid of the Dark. The way it was acted. And and if, if that's the case, good job. <laughs> Terror. Not, not as good as that episode with the kid caught in the mall on the pinball machine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not as good as that, really one. Like that one. Oh, I actually forgot. I have a story about Terror Reed. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, I used to work for a credit card company. I'm not going to say who, just in case, you know, copyright issues. You worked there, too, as Josh. Oh, the American Express one. As Josh. I just said that. You worked there, too, as Josh. Yeah, Josh was my persona there. And my name is Ralph. I worked as a concierge, and I was in the higher level of concierge, where I got, like, celebrities sometimes. And I used to get Tara Reed's assistant, and I would have to do, like... Wow. Like, it'd be like, so it's pretty much me Did doing. Did she only do like alcohol deliveries? <laughs> Actually, yeah. I had to plan like a yacht party for her and then also um, like restaurants and stuff. But now that I think of it, I was pretty much doing Tara Reed's assistant's job. Yeah. <laughs> like, pretty much, oh, can you get me this? Yes, let me just call your credit card company. They have a concierge service. Let me do all that stuff. But yes, that is my cool. Tara Reed. So you basically story. know Tara Reed. Yeah, I, we're you're, friends. You're basically friends. We're with Tara friends. Reed. Wow, that is a really cool story, and I'm glad that you shared that with the listeners. We um, have history, me and her assistant. She personally asked Andrew to re- review this one for the podcast. Yep. She's like, Andrew, I know you guys are so busy doing way better movies. Would you? Christian Slater really needs the the bump too. <laughs> I'm fine, Sharknado. She's like, I'm fine. I got Sharknado twenty. Is the last I'm pretty one sure Sharknado set. saved her career. It didn't save anything. It just made her that now she can yeah. go. She can go to comic cons and sell fucking pictures with people True. for sixty dollars a piece. That's what it made for her. She just probably like, was oh. already doing that for Josie and the Pussycats anyway. I doubt it. <laughs> I don't think anyone gives a fuck about Josie and the Pussycats anymore. What? I like Josie and the Pussycats. Well, like go fuck yourself then. So next week, we're going to watch <laughs> Josie and the Pussycats. Next week, 8-Bit Movie Review is a solo show. <laughs> <laughs> me and me. All right. Well, we're we're getting, we're skirting around the subject. Back to the shitty movie. Only cool scene that I thought in this movie happens. So Christian Slater's house gets attacked by these fucking stupid dog xenomorph things. Mercenaries also show up, too. I guess I thought they were showing up to kill them, but they were showing up to help. And there's just like this kind of cool, pretty well filmed scene where it's just completely dark. They got all these guns and the gunfire lights up and they feel like I'm not going to say Rob Zombie or White Zombie. It's a zombie. Oh, it's definitely. It's a zombie. Yeah. It sounds like Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> Snap into a xenomorph. <laughs> so yeah, that, that was the best. Okay, enough. That was the best part of the movie, and it was a forty-five second clip of of the movie, and it was just it. It was shot uniquely. 
And, that, and that's it. It was just a big shooting scene with heavy metal music in the dark. And yeah. a lot of like moving monsters and people again, getting killed it, in the dark. And It didn't fit. It didn't fit That's why all. I thought it was unique and it actually piqued my interest because it didn't fit with everything else they're doing. But I, everything else is so fucking bland in this movie. I even felt like after this part where they, they leave this area after all of this... It seems like it, it, it becomes like a completely different movie. Yeah, well, they go from being attacked constantly to like, okay, now we have this artifact. Now we're adventurers. Yeah, now they this like, oh, there's a gold mine, and uh, we a bunch of them are in the gold mine. We should we should all go investigate. And it's like, okay, so that so that's the this is the last place we're gonna go in this movie, just a gold mine, a and, random mine. And seriously, the transition from. Um, what was his name? Burke. Burke, the diet Christian Slater. Yeah. Like, Burke goes from hating Carnby to, like, all of a sudden, oh, they're they're on the same team now. And I was so fucking confused. Because, because he saved it from being killed. Yeah, but that was, it was such a stupid, like, hey, Burke. And then what? And then a zombie, and he just shoots him. It's just like maybe if you didn't call his name, he might have seen it in the first place. Yeah. Well, that's also they were trying to start the redemption arc because they're speeding up to the end of the movie. So yeah. Burke is the character like with the are. redemption arc. Yeah, we're still fucking. We are running. soaring. We're chubby dudes sprinting. Because right we now. even skipped the part where they, which we didn't even need to mention, or be in the fucking movie, um, where. Carby goes back to the orphanage and we see the barely aged nun be like, oh, Carby. <laughs> that's it. That's all she that's, says. That's pretty much it. Someone's like, can I make you tea? And he's like, yup. And then he leaves and nothing is learned and nothing happens. And also, I guess we forget to mention that like he's looking for his friend, John, which honestly doesn't fucking matter because he gets murdered anyway. Yeah, the people that got activated are the people from the orphanage that were experimented on. And John was one of them. So they all kept in touch because they all came from the same orphanage. Sure. <laughs> and eventually all of those people... But we don't even need to go there because that didn't even need Well, all those in. people get killed at oh, fucking yeah. Carby's place at that last scene. Yeah. Because that's where we get the well, infected some... that just look like zombies. Some of them have are just people making angry faces. Did you think it was weird? There's that one part where... Did you find a kind of racist where they had the one Asian mercenary guy fighting kar- another kar- like kung fuing all these infected and then an, an infected Asian guy starts doing kung fu against yeah, him? I thought that was I was weird. like what I, took, the I wrote fuck? that note I was like is it weird that the one Asian guy is fighting the other one Asian guy that's infected? Yeah. So the Asian mercenary fighting infected gets paired with an Asian infected because they both know karate. We'll take everyone else. <laughs> Jim, you take the the only one Asian infected. Why? Oh, I don't know. You both know karate. You both know karate. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I thought that was weird. And and the final place marker for this whole movie, like we said, is this gold mine. Because they said like the demons can't <laughs> activate their invisibility powers and they're in, around gold or something. That's why he was in a gold chest part in that artifact they found yeah, earlier or something. Uh, they just, they spewed that out so quickly. Yeah, bullshit exposition. So and they just want like, to say you, it's a gold mine. You can fight them off with flashlights, but they can also take, get rid like train batteries. <laughs> Here, here's special bullets that have light at the end of it. Which it seems like 
half of the SWAT team doesn't even use that because there's a point where they're just like shooting fucking rounds at these things and yeah. they're just it seems like they're regular bullets i'm like why aren't anybody using these fucking light bullets well this is before the swat team does their lit actual 10 minutes of just showing swat team stuff happening like loading guns checking a turret to make sure the fucking motion sensor works what, and yelling about the jenny Lo- yeah <laughs> yelling about it was it was 10 minutes i got so sidetracked I was like, what is going on right now? Is this actually interesting to like in the to theater? The did people care about this? Like this scene, like, oh, they got a lot of guns. Oh, it's give me a firefight coming up, boys. They call the generator the Jenny. We don't have time to say the whole word. <laughs> it's the Jenny. The Jenny's down. The Jenny's down. I'm like, what? Did we use that in the military? Like, I don't know. Like the Jenny. Like that the, that whole scene of them being like, what's going on with the generator? I got it, I got it. Like, what? They needed to just fill time at that point. That's what it seemed like. Well, I think for the most part, they wanted the generator on so the lights were on, so those things were Yeah, but we got powerful. that one scene. We saw that guy fixing the generator multiple fucking times. And one guy just being like, Why's the fucking generator on fucking time? Look at well, that was Jimmy Generator. Jimmy. He's so worried. It's one job. His one job. Was to make sure that generator's up and running. So this is the point, right, where like some of them are inside. There's some booby traps. Uh, yeah. So they bring a team. They bring a team inside to infiltrate the mine. What they're trying to find is they're trying to find. They're getting like all these strong signals that all the creatures are in like the bottom of this place, but they keep finding all these dead ends. Eventually, they find. Well, <laughs> they don't find. Someone randomly falls through the floor. That everyone else has walked over. It's a big area that the center just falls through and he gets impaled, which is kind of cool. So then they climb down. They almost get crushed by something closing up the cavern that they get into. And they realize it's an old Akbani or Dasani tribe fucking uh, (laughs) ritual chamber. And they they find like the lab where they experimented on all the kids and like all the beds. They find one that has Carnby's name on it. Carby, Carby. Now, when this reveal happened, the name Carby sounds like someone who's like a like a plane fighter in like World yeah. War Two. Oh, we forgot to mention the Xenomorph snakes everywhere, but you know whatever. Ugh. That part was so stupid. Just tossed in there, Xenomorph snakes. Especially when they go down, it's like if you're reading this and you're alive. You are doomed. <laughs> Did you ever see, uh, you saw the Indiana Jones movies, right? Yeah. Where, like, he goes into that uh, pit of snakes and, yeah. like, he's fighting off the snakes on both sides. This is what that was, except these actors are bad and they're acting at, they're pantomiming at nothing. Yeah. So it's, and it's so obvious that they're panting about, oh, yeah. pantomiming at nothing. That was, like, a common problem in this movie. Yeah. They, it just, characters that, well, actors that don't know how to, act when there's nothing there to act off of. It's like, okay, you gotta pretend like there's a bunch of Xeno Xeno nods. The fuck are they called Xenops? Xenos. Xenopets. 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 Nice. Now, I actually wanted to get back to when we got the car they found car because I backtracked by accident. Sorry. Sorry. Um the fact that how shocked Carby was and Burke to find out that 713 was involved in this when I, from the beginning, was like, oh, 713's involved in this. That was, like, such a fucking... Like, yeah. 
The reveal was did not pay off. Well, them saying all. that they've known about it for years and then nobody knowing about it, and clearly they'd had to have covered this shit up, and this longtime fucking Bureau 713 doctor has been experimenting on these things. It's like, yeah, of course they did. So you find out that the, the people that... Um, that want to track and eliminate all these creatures, they're the ones that actually created them. Ooh, that's the big old twist, is that these SWAT members and all these people that are trying to, like, collect the artifacts and keep everyone safe and kill the monsters, they are the ones that have made the monsters themselves. Ugh. It's just, it feels like lazy. It feels like we've heard this type of, this plot point happen in so many bad movies. Oh, yeah. And it, you know... I guess I'll say, I'll say this towards the end, but still, it's just, by this point, man, I was so exhausted. Like, I just yeah. couldn't wait for this fucking movie to end. Yeah, and it's a long movie. It was almost an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. I it, was so and, bored. And, like... An hour in, I was like, how has this not been four hours? And if you... And, obviously, I've mentioned this in the last podcast. Less at, last episode, I did my little outro thing. If you watch this on Tubi... For free, which I fucking hope you did. Don't rent this fucking no. movie. But how would you even rent it? I couldn't rent it anywhere. I think it was rentable on Prime. No, I don't think so. It was also free on IMDb, but I just went with Tubi. That said, you know, I looked forward to- towards the commercials. Like, if you watch it on Tubi, they gave you a couple commercials. And when it was a commercial, I was like, oh, let me just massage my brain for like 30 seconds before it starts back up. Because... Everything was just, I don't know, it just wasn't put together well. The actors seemed like they didn't even want to be there. Yeah, they, they were there for the paycheck. But you know what? This guy did House of the Dead, so I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised either. Now that you this mentioned This is a that, little bit better than House of the Dead. I'd say the budget's good. probably a little better. Um, like, the the filming is better. No, didn't. Didn't some of the some wasn't the budget for House of the Dead like thirty mil, and this so. was like only like twenty mil. I don't think House of the Dead was thirty million. I um I have it right here. No, it was twelve. Twelve. Okay, fuck me. That's pretty much what this movie made. That's probably how much they paid uh Christian Slater. Well, well, they made that money back. They didn't make the rest of the money though on this film. They, they did freaking... not. They did not make the rest. Of it. Yeah. So we're at the end. Let's just you know. We could we could fast track it. Uh, SWAT team basically just gets slaughtered outside. They're they're supposed to protect the mine while they get in. They investigate everything. They find find what they need, and they're they're trying to blow everything up. They want to blow up the the source of these things. SWAT team just gets fucking slaughtered. Uh, some pretty cool deaths. One in particular that stuck out was uh like one of the last guys walking around a corner and seeing oh, like, yeah, a and girl. His body gets like bit. Well, yes, but before that, he walks up and he sees the girl and like half of the top of her head split open. Just split, yeah. And I was like, that's good. That's good practical effects. It wasn't CGI, mm-hmm. uh, and I can I can really appreciate them putting time into that because that type of stuff takes time. And then that guy gets Eiffel Towered by two of them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I didn't say it wasn't lazy for the most part. Everything else was just people laying down like, oh, they're dead bodies. One person would have like a cut on their face. One guy had his arm ripped off. Like not much else other than just like these people are dead in the background and most of them still laying in that same position on their back. One leg straight down, one leg in an arc. Classic dead body. Yeah. I guess that scene was alright, but it was just by that point, man, I just couldn't wait for the movie to end.
Alright, Ghostbuster. There's nothing paranormal here. We just got a stiff chock full of bullet holes. Most likely over a bad deal. Typical pig. Explain all this ectoplasm. Ectoplasm? That's blood, man. Blood, huh? I bet you didn't even check this. Oh, why are you taking the guy's pants off? See? Poo. If there's poo, there's a boo. Yeah, bodies tend to do that when they pull Oh, don't taste it. Still warm. It's close by. I'll need to take this as a sample. Ah, uh, gross. You just have a baggie ready for that? <laughs> I also need to take this artifact with me. His underpants? I really don't see what that has to do with anything. Let me, the professional, be the judge of that. Thank you for your help, gentlemen. I got what I need. I'll be in touch. Wait a minute. Did we just let that guy not only come to the crime scene and take poop, but also the victim's underwear? Hmm. Uh, I don't think he was a paranormal investigator. Ah, uh, goddammit, Tony. Not again. So, so yeah, uh, SWAT team's down. Everyone's dead. Evil yeah. doctor boy catches up to them. Well, no they, fi they find the door. They find the door to the dark world, to Link's dark world. We should play Link to the Past instead of finishing this. I fucking love that game. Yeah, so... Dr. Boy comes in. No, before that, though, I hate that they're like, you know, they didn't want us to find what was in here. Should we really open this door? And it's like, they went through all this fucking shit, and then they're like, no, nah, we're not going to open up this mirror door, because it doesn't have, like, a mirror. Or yeah, it's just some stupid fucking door with a dumb key lock. Yeah. Because the artifacts put together are some stupid-looking shaped key. It just looks like one of those, uh, where they... Those weird cakes made out of that weird fucking... Feel a dough. Feel a dough. There's a feel a dough cake, like a little one. And then uh, Dr. Hudgens comes Doctor, in. Dr. Who, who Huxtable seems comes in. normal. Seems normal. Can control the Xenopod, the Neo-Xenos. The Neo-Xenos. Neo-Xenos. Neo-Geos. The Xenopets. <laughs> That's what, yeah. He can control them. And then he just dies to like a knife in his gut somehow. Even though, wouldn't he have infected himself with one of those things too? No, I think it was because he, he he was ejecting. They didn't explain it. He was ejecting himself with the blood, and he was able to control them because oh. he was. But they don't explain. They don't explain where he gets the centipede crap from to like infect people. Well, they kind of just look like the thing, the snake things in the ground in that. No, mind. those things were, like, different. Yeah, they were, like, bigger, but... But, probably, but know, still, where is this guy getting those things that he's infecting people with? He also, also had one of them get, uh, in a cage. Maybe he was milking it out of him. <laughs> <laughs> where that Xeno dick? <laughs> Give me those centipedes! Squirting out so centipedes. he dies as he opens the door, and yeah. then we see all... The so, again, these things don't eat. Like, they've been there for... You know, of years they just want to murder. Like, there's no reason. They know. don't eat; they just murder. That's just what they. We just want to kill. So we see the final scene from the movie The Descent, 
Well, they're in an underground passage, and it's just all those demon creature things on the ceiling crawling towards them. Same thing as the ending of the movie. Probably both Descent movies, one and two. And uh, from the character's point of view, they're clearly standing in front of a green screen, and someone just CGI'd the entire landscape. Because they are not in a cavern. Oh, no. I would bet any amount of money that not one step was set into a cavern by any of those actors. No, they used um, they used the set of Legends of the Hidden Temple for the day. <laughs> they were the purple parrots. <laughs> the silver monkeys. <laughs> they ran by old man. <laughs> Let's rock. <laughs> uh. Oh, my God. Uh, so, you, did you know I did the voice for Olmec? Yeah, man. No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, when I was we seven. St- <laughs> <laughs> Olmec is played, was played by a seven-year-old. That was like the one Nickelodeon show Mike O'Malley did not yeah. host. <laughs> yeah, he could. That's what he regrets. He says in an interview, he's like, you know, I'm Mike O'Malley. I was trying to get them all. All I wanted, I wanted to was be on, on Legends of the Hidden Temple. That's not bad, <laughs> Mike O'Malley impression. I'm great at impressions. Can we just get through this ending? We're getting there. We're getting distracted by the slightest better thing. (laughs) So, for some reason, Bert tries to use a remote detonator. Doesn't work. He goes back when he clearly could have a signal and then manually presses it. It's like, why didn't you just fucking do that in the first place? Why did he not give himself more than five seconds to get out of there? Yeah. Why did he give himself 20 seconds? Did you also notice that if that had gone off... It would have killed all of them instantly. Yeah. Because the explosion went past the ladder that those people climbed out of. Blew them past the ladder. They would have all died instantly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Somehow Burke lives, right? He, he It shows him alive, even though you see the fire. Go all the way out of the whole fucking the cavern. And where does that door lead? Oh, God. The underground mine shaft where the secret lab was was underneath the orphanage the whole time. This is Resident me? Evil bullshit. Yeah, this, this is, is Resident, some Resident Evil. Evil horse cockery right here. You're telling me that you know there's something up with your orphanage. You know there's something fucked up. You know that there's a fucking bulkhead that's in the front fucking yard that's like and you've poking never out of the gone ground. down it. You've never questioned it. You've never fucking questioned it. Mm. Never questioned what's under this random bulkhead that's fifty feet from your fucking orphanage. Yeah. Yep, so they did something. They stopped the xenopods, xenomorphs. But did they? No. And then the ending contradicts itself. Did you notice that? Because it said said in a caption, after the city has been evacuated, and then Christian Slater's narration, because it shows the empty Seattle, I believe. Who the fuck is he talking about? I don't know. I don't know who he's talking to. Well, Tara Reid, he needs to narrate stuff. She still doesn't know what the fuck's going on. (laughs) Uh, and it just shows a completely empty city. And then he starts talking about how, well, like the Agnabi tribe, we were able to stop the darkness, but at what cost? Because like them, he's trying to say like this, the humans had to disappear or this whole town had to disappear for us to lock away the darkness. But they f- started the scene by saying they evacuated the city. Is that what happened? They evacuated the city? Yeah, because it was you heard on like a radio to Burke that they finish reactive evacuating oh. the city, and then Christian Slater's narration to end the movie contradicts that. He's well, trying to maybe say, if they're trying to be what's they're it trying to shoe it in at the very end, like oh, this it's history repeating itself. The Ignabi 
or whatever the fuck the Dasani tribe was able to block the darkness, but they had to disappear as a result of it. Maybe and you were too. But why didn't they disappear too? Why did uh... I think I think okay, I think what it was is I don't think they're saying literally disappear. I think what they're saying is they had to vacate. They're just kind of being like, you know, showing how it's weird that the, the whole city is empty and it, it's it's funny to think that we too had to disappear to avoid the darkness. Yeah, it's dumb. Even though when they do a shot, you hear the noise and it looks like one's like eating in trash or something and then that's when we get the end of the scene where they where the camera runs at our main characters and the movie ends yeah yeah oh boy well that was tara reed's best movie that wasn't a sci-fi channel original i I best horror movie empty inside (laughs) yeah so we made it gang and you know thank you because this thank you for if you've made it to this point of of this episode because i know you're probably like wow this episode's kind of a drag hopefully we've made it fun for you but god damn it like and i'm sorry you had to watch this if you're watching along we try to be as like positive and you know keep it funny and joking here but when a movie's really bad it's hard to want to focus on it enough to be witty and to pick it apart without jumping around to stuff that's even watchable uh it's just tough but you know like with silent hell that was a lot better of a conversation because it's a lot better of a movie oh my god a lot better of a movie yeah that is that's like the top of the list right now top of the list of video game horror uh, video game movies in general is silent hell currently oh yeah yeah we'll see if it can be overthrown Mm. but on that point should we get to our scores let's jump into the scoring so we can get done with this shit uh cheese factor how cheesy is this fucking movie i didn't score it that high i honestly gave it a three out of ten uh it does some cheesy movie tropes like some of them uh nothing that stands out as good though yeah what would you give it as a score for a three a three yeah i'm actually gonna go uh three point relic Three point half a relic. Half a relic. Yeah. Um. Just you know the the those things don't even mean anything anyway. I'm just trying to be funny. This wasn't even good good one. But yeah, the cheesiness was there in some aspects. But if they were supposed to be goofy cheesy in some areas, it wasn't delivered correctly because of the acting. And I, I don't mean to keep shitting on Tara Reid, but. She, I don't know if she was just not happy. To she wasn't be cast. There. She wasn't cast right. She was this either not, was not cast good. right, or she just didn't want to be this character because it just like she delivered her lines like, uh, like like a table read. She yeah. delivered, delivered her lines like she was at a table read, and they just kept telling her, "Look more serious. Look mm-hmm. more serious." And Can you actually pretend you're an archaeologist, Tyree? I get it. She's trying to get out of that typecast that she's usually casted as, but it's it's this was not a good role for her. This, no. no, not at all. So not a great, not a great movie. If you're looking for just a cheesy, funny movie, it's not good in that aspect. Um, <laughs> so we're moving on to the good movie factor. Uh, I again gave this just a three, three out of ten. Uh, it has a really hard to follow narrative. Uh, it does have some good gore. It's all practical. But it also has an incredibly boring creature design. Yeah. that It wasn't crazy about it. It just looked copied. It, it wasn't interesting. It wasn't anything unique. And that's why I'm going to give it a 2.0 pet. 
2.6. So we have multiple half point ratings. Yeah, well, I've been mixing like, them up. I gotta try to get better at just picking one, but I was thinking of the Xeno one. At yeah. This moment. Um, and then actually comparable to the video game, I gave it a four because uh, looking up the the game, you know, at least they had Edward Carnby. Uh, he is a paranormal investigator, um, and the creature design does look like it should be inspired by H.R. Geiger because H.R. Geiger inspired, you know, the Xenomorphs, and this rips them off, so I have to give it credit there. Yeah, I guess you can say that, but the creatures in the original game looked awful. Well, the graphics back then weren't yeah. able to handle it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know... I will disagree with you. Would you give it for a, a four? A four. I'm gonna give it a two. That might be a little rough, but it's just from what I've seen. For this was based on the fourth installment of the franchise. Yes, and I looked up the very first game from 1994, which is why I scored it higher than yeah, you. Yeah, but you're going because I didn't know that it was based off the fourth game. Yeah, which takes place on an island. It's it's way it's way different. And again, this goes down to like you know you. I don't want the exact same story, but like make it feel like it's like that video game. That's the thing that Silent Hill did that was perfect. Like it yeah, was a the, similar story. The music story. was perfect. The atmosphere was perfect. It was a very similar story to what you would see in a Silent Hill game. Yeah. This kind of reminded me of an episode of Stargate. You yeah, know, like you said, just an, a, like an ep- a long episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Like it didn't feel like a horror, like. It even ended on one of those dumb twists. Yeah, because the, the 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 games are like a horror su- horror survivor game. Like, and this is not, this was not that. And no. I'm just that's why I'm giving it a two flat two. Um, you know. Well, I don't think we really need to guess what uh, the next choice is. But... Oh, what do you mean for our segment? If this is if this is a a continue or a game, game over. over. I'm giving it a game over. Oh yeah, a big same, old game same over. Same too, brother. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm not even gonna joke around this time. This is this is game over. Never want to watch this game. Should you watch it and get drunk? No, don't waste your time. Yeah, it's not. It's not that type of movie. It's not that fun. Honestly, if you can get the game somehow, I have. I I really wish I, I. I played a little bit of the fifth installment, I believe, which is on playstation now and i played that a little bit it was a little bit of fun i didn't get too deep into it because i got so many different video games going on but i watched the gameplay of the fourth installment looks interesting does kind of look like it rips off a lot of like resident evil and like silent hill a little bit but i found it interesting if i can get it i couldn't find a good emulator for it i would love to play it but the gameplay was very interesting this movie not no, this movie's not interesting. This movie was tiring. This movie um, just made me feel like we could go back a week and watch Silent Hill again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It made me wish. Well, at least we have something to look forward to. We do have... We're going... We tortured ourselves uh, with House of the Dead and with Alone in the Dark, and then we rewarded ourselves a little bit with Silent Hill, and Illinois was going to be good. So we're also going to reward ourselves again with the fourth movie in this <laughs> and what movie is that sir andrew well josh i know this is this franchise is a big favorite of yours and um it was um the 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 second game which was recently remastered and amazing and they did the third one that's right folks we are hopping into resident evil uh we are doing the first movie um 
I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I haven't seen this since it was in theaters, and I remember being very confused because I thought it was going to be very much like the original game. Um, but it wasn't. But no, it was, it's a different character, but it keeps the same thing. Like, there's a G-Virus, it gets released. There's a mansion, and there's a laboratory underneath it in secret. And there's this explosion at the end. I remember liking it as a zombie movie, so I'm very excited to see it again. Um, I love Resident Evil, not as much as Josh. I've only gone to the third game, and then I haven't played much after, but I'm working on it. But the the second Resident Evil so, holds such a yeah. part of my heart. But you know what? RE2, gonna... RE2 was definitely the first one I played, um, but then, yeah, I've played all of them. I love all of them. But we will even read the books. But we'll get more into it next week. Now, gamers, it's all poly, poly people. <laughs> <laughs> now, gamers, if you have any questions, you can email us at eight bit movie review at gmail.com. That's the number eight bit movie review at gmail.com. And you can also go to our website for additional content and anything that we might add there, other episodes. We might even have a trailer for the next movie. We'll also have where you can find the next movie, which unfortunately for Resident Evil, we're working on it. Um, we might come up with something different. You cannot find Resident Evil for free. You have to rent it for $3.99 on multiple different platforms. They have it available. Amazon Prime, YouTube. Yeah. But if we are able to find something by the time this episode airs, we'll post it on our website, which is at 8bitpod.com. That's the number 8 bitpod.com and there we'll be trying our best to make sure that you can view these for free if we can't we greatly apologize but again email us we'd love to hear what you think of the podcast what you think we should do and if there's any musicians out there that would like us to promote their music for any future episodes email us in ask us what we're doing next and if there's a cover that we can maybe put in the next episode or any future episodes we love to do it and promote your music. Yeah, if we can if we can get stuff targeted for specific episodes, that's great. But even if we wanted to just like, you know, this is good video game cover music, just throw it in as an intro or outro. We can't like for this one, I doubt we're gonna find any band covers alone in the dark music. Just put something else. Yeah. Sounds good. Just contact us. We'd love to keep in contact with you and uh, you know, do what we can to make this podcast better and greater for all you listeners. So, on that note. I'm Andrew Gonzalez. Josh Edgington. This has been 8 Bit Movie Review. See you next week. See ya. And don't be skip scared.